Listening to the SDSU Football Podcast, presented by the East Village Times, with your hosts Andre Hagverdian and Paul Garrison. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of the SDSU Football Podcast. I am your host, Andre Hagverdian, and joined, as always, by Paul Garrison. On our last episode, we played part one of our conversation with offensive coordinator and quarterback coach Jeff Heklinski at San Diego State as part of our season preview. Um, That discussion centered around uh, the quarterbacks, uh, which obviously um, Coach Heklinski plays a big part of as also the the quarterbacks coach. Uh, In this episode, we are going to talk to Coach Heck about the running backs and the wide receivers, obviously two critical uh, components, the skill position players of the offense uh, and to see uh, where he thinks uh, those units are at and uh, what what, um, improvements and adjustments they're looking to make, if any, for the upcoming season. Hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Jump into the the running back room. Um, You know, the big post-spring transfer, uh, Keenan Kristen, came into the program. He didn't play a lot because of a suspension last year. Just what, what does he bring to the offense? And, you know, there's, there's anytime someone is suspended, there's always those questions about why, what is, you know, the, those kind of issues. You just speak to the kind of person he is and then what he brings to the team going into next year. Right. Well, obviously, you know, he's a tremendous athlete and especially a speed athlete, you know, his, his track numbers speak for themselves. And, and, and what he did at USC when he was on the field, you know, was was ultra impressive with the limited amount of reps and time that he had. Things were vetted here, uh, you know, and that's not in, in, in my world. That's, you know, with Coach Hoke and everything that's going on outside that, you know, we look for him to be a game changer and we, and we look for him to add to the competitiveness, not only in the room, but of the offense and on the field. And the, the, the more athletes and the more multiple pieces that we can continue to bring in that, that we can move around and put the ball in their hands. And at any point in time, they have the ability to go score, the better we're going to be and the better we're going to be throughout the course of a game and throughout the course of a season. You talk about, re, you know, returnability and special teams. You talk about, you know, now all of a sudden, you know, you add another game changer that takes pressure off of everybody else that's around them because that's somebody else that they have to game plan and scheme for, you know? And, and, and so, you know, ultimately we're, we're, we're going to continue to recruit the best players to come in here to help us to win regardless of position. And, and so from that standpoint, he continues to add to that mentality in that mentality of being, of filling the offense full of game changers that can score at any time. And, and you've seen that in how we've recruited since I've been here over the last year and a half to two years. So, I mean, how do you see him? Is he, is he a T? Is he an F? All gotta, we, I, I think we got to see, I, I, you know, okay. he, he's been working with us for a month. Right. And, you know, there, there, there's, I, I think you look at, look, you look at Terrell Shavers and, and there's some rust we, you know, Terrell and, and us and working through, we had to knock off. Do you know what I'm saying? Because, 
you know, he, he, you go through phases as you're going through those transfer processes where, you know, you're just not, you're, you're in shape, but you're not in football shape. And then you get into football shape, but you're not in San Diego state shape. And there's a difference there. And, and, and that's where I think you saw Terrell about midseason really start to take off. With with Keenan, it's going to be that same process. We're getting him into shape, and then through fall camp, we'll get him into San Diego State shape. And then we'll know more as we come through camp and as, as we watch him play. You know, a big part of this is we got to let him go out there and play. We got to watch him play, and, and he's got to, you know, get his feelings back and and, and get his football sense back, and, and we got to give him the opportunity to do that before we make any decisions or judgments on anything. But we'll, believe me, we'll, we'll, we'll fit him in, and, you know, it's it's my job, and, and I love it. I love the pressure of it. It's my job to get the ball into all their hands. And and then that, that pressure falls on Braxton to be that type of player and, and will to be those type of players to be able to get it to him. Yeah, we, we had a chance to speak to both Chance Bell and Jordan Bird since spring camp and ended – both talked about their decisions to come back because they were eager to show that they could do more, have a bigger role, and also what they could do at the next level. Uh, what have you seen from both of them throughout the past six months? Leadership. I think the calmness that comes with being, you know, that that kind of super senior, that kind of been there, done that. I think the same thing we talked about with Braxton, just I think when I first got here and, and through a good portion or at least half of last year, there was a lot of us, including myself, wanting to show, hey, this is who we can really be. And 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 this is who we want to be. And then I think, you know, you you get to a point where you know who you are and, and you just have a belief and trust and a confidence in yourself as to who you are as that person. And you know that you're 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 able to go out there and be successful and play. And that's what I think you see from both of them. They're warriors when they work out. They're tough. They're they're tough minded. They're in great shape. I think chances. Um, shoot, I want to say chance was one ninety five when I left a couple weeks ago, and, and so and you can tell. But yet he's moving at a rate where he was when he was like one seventy five, one eighty. And so, you know, Jordan is is always fast, fast. I think we have more fast guys on the field now that can compete with Jordan. And that's a great thing because Jordan, it's not, it's not that Jordan's gotten slower. It's that everybody else is catching up and getting faster. And so that's, again, that competitiveness that we're talking about where Jordan's not going to be the fastest guy on the field because I'm going to compete with him to be the fastest guy on the field. Well, that's making Jordan better. And so there's just a lot of great things to having them back and and their roles are going to expand, you know, and that's, that's where you look at chance and, you know, I, Chance and I were talking during spring ball, and I said, what's the goal? I said, is the goal to be the starting tailback? And he goes, absolutely. Well, then we're going to be the starting tailback because it's that's my goal for you then. And and now your role has expanded in being that starting tailback and, and being that guy now. And then, and then building the pieces around him to give him all those opportunities to go do that, but yet then not kill him when he's on the field. You know, I think that's what we've done a great job, and I think we did a great job with that with Greg a year ago of keeping him fresh, keeping him healthy so we can get through 13, 14 games as we progress through the course of the season. You know, both of them also talked about wanting to and expecting to be a bigger part of the passing game. Outside of some screen passes and shovel passes to Jordan last year, 
you know, the, the running backs, at least production wise in the passing game, were fairly non-existent. Is that more of a point of emphasis going into this year? Could we potentially see some two back sets where one of them could motion out and run her, run her out from the slot, uh, things like that? Well, that's a, that's a, a lot of the ways when you look back. I mean, if, you, if, if you're able to go back and look at our film, that's how we used Jordan a year ago, where we would be in a two back personnel grouping with Gregor Chance at tailback and Jordan kind of has a hybrid that moved all over the place. I, th- I think one of the things we can do a better job of and that, that we, we worked on throughout the course of spring and are doing this summer is, is making them more route runners. You know, I, I, I thought early we, we had a lot of that in, but I didn't think from a quarterback standpoint, you know, we were ready for that. And, and so, you know, pulling back in, into what our quarterback could do and then really honing in. And, I, you know, I point to a lot of it. I know you guys have talked about it. I point to a lot of it. San Jose State, from San Jose State on, we really, I thought, became who we were capable of being but I thought it showed me of how are we going to get the quarterback into a position where he's comfortable, relaxed, and can make all the throws that we're asking him to make. You know, that that was really, I thought, a turning point for us offensively from that point. And, and you know, it was it was a bad game for us, but I felt it, it, it made us, it, it made me reevaluate. And so some of the stuff that I think we wanted to do kind of went away and we went back to what we knew a, what our quarterback could do, and B, what our personnel was in a position to do, and then let's just focus on what they're doing best. And I think we're building those packages to allow Jordan to do that. You know, is it somebody like Keenan? Uh, you know, Jalen Armstead is somebody who, you know, I, I think has to start to, you know, really ass- assert himself in, into being a power back role for us too. Um, you know, Cam is is dynamic but you know he's a young guy who's learning so you know just how are we going to put all those pieces together and then how do they fit with what our quarterbacks are able to do where the rest of the skill is and being able to put all those pieces together now so we can get into that rhythm very quickly like we were after sanho if that makes sense oh it completely makes sense um we want to talk let's keep talking about Jalen a little bit um we just got done talking with uh recruit for 2023 just crazy. Um, and he was saying that Jalen was his, his host and was right. really just honest and great with, with, with all of that, but he is the the biggest back on the roster at 220. Um, is there a, a short yardage goal line package um, that would be special to him? Or is it just, you know, getting in there and, and being able to, I guess, spell chance when the time comes. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I've never been a, I've never been a big believer in just, hey, this is our short yardage back because I think I think you're pigeonholing limiting and, and you're making their mindset be one dimensional. Hmm. Whereas I think it's more the second part of it where you say, OK, this is where he's going to spell chance. And, and, and this is, you know, this is how Keenan fits and this is how Jordan fits. And, and then it's Jeff and I really sitting down and saying, OK, how are we going to make all this happen that a one Jeff you're comfortable with? And I'm talking about Coach Horton. You're comfortable with with where they're at and, and then where our offense is comfortable with and being able to put them in the best position to be successful. And so, you know, sometimes sometimes you put a kid in and it's third and one, and it's the first third and one, and, and you're and his mindset goes away from 
you know, who I am as an athlete and, and what I do best, I got to get a yard. And then all of a sudden he plugs it up in there and he misses a cut and something happens. And then now you, you, you destroy the confidence, not only of him, but of, you know, the offense and, and our rhythm. So mm -hmm. we really try to keep everything in rhythm. If, that, if, if we can, in terms of how we get them in the game, when we get them into the game and then being able to get them in positions where they can be successful with the ball in their hands. You know, but but we really, you know, Jalen really, I thought, had a really good spring, especially as we were coming through towards the middle to the end of the spring. And and that's where I really thought he started to feel comfortable in everything that we're doing. Um, but again, you know, I think I think we look for big things from him in, in, in a progression way where you start to see his role build and build and build. And that's the same thing for Cam. You know, Cam you know, really was dynamic and explosive at times throughout the course of spring. And you really saw, man, there's a reason why he was the leading rusher in, in the Dallas Metroplex area and, and really in the state of Texas, one of the leading rushers, you know, in the state of Texas, you could really see that. And so, you know, those progressions for those young kids, you know, we expect to continue to build because it's only, you know, you got to look at it. You go through fall camp, you go through 14, 15 games, which is what we're trying to play and what we're trying to get to. We're going to need them all. And we're going to need every one of them at some point in time throughout the course of a season to, to win us a football game. Last question on the running backs. Uh, we, we couldn't uh, leave without talking about Lucky Sutton. Um, he, he is he is a uh, fan fan favorite. A lot of them are expecting him to, to be able to push for time. Um, Sheldon Canley has probably the best best tape of I mean, it's amazing sure. how, how he's able to break things off like he does. Um, so not necessarily speaking specifically about them, but but in general, how quickly does um, a freshman have to ins have to step up to insert themselves legitimately in the competition? Well, I, I think one, I think it's up to them. I, I think it would be up to both of them to one insert themselves into that competition because the room is deep, and and you do that by you know when you're working out and when you're here during the summer, you know being in the top of the group as you're running and being one of those guys that really comes up to speed as fast as you can, you know, to compete at that level. And then two, from a knowledge standpoint, you live and die in, in football and you breathe it every day. So when you come to camp and you get your reps, you're, you're being successful and you're doing what you're supposed to do. And then from there, your athletic ability takes over, you know, and, you know, in, in teams of past where maybe you weren't as deep or you weren't as as far along in the program, you would need those guys to do that very quickly. You know, now, I you know, I, I you, you just don't know because you don't know through injuries what happens. I mean, you, you go through years where, you know, knock on the wood, you don't have any injuries, but then you go through years where all of a sudden you become depleted out of position. And now all of a sudden you're moving pieces around and that's and that's where being versatile and having that ability to make those adjustments becomes important. And that's what we're preparing them for in, in, in being able to do that. So, you know, we'll see. I, I think it's a lot like what we talked about with with Keenan. We got to see them play, you know, before we say you can do this or you can do we got to see it and, and giving them the freedom to be able just to go play and make mistakes sometimes I think is, is the greatest thing you can do as a coach, because then you can see who they really are, see what they need to work on, see where we need to really, you know, work with them on and then get them up to speed as quickly as we can. 
and, and, you know, allowing them to be who they are and, and allowing them to be themselves. Moving on to the receivers, uh, you've got a very experienced top two with uh, Jesse and Tyrell. The rest of the unit is fairly inexperienced. Is that a concern heading into fall camp? No. I mean, I, I think in our day and age in football, I, I think there is going to be, you know, there, there is some youth movement throughout the course of all this. You know, I, I think, you know, I, I think our youth is, 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 has a chance to be very productive. And, and also, I think with the way that, that Coach Cooper coaches and the expectations that he has in that room, he'll bring them up to speed very quickly. We're blessed, you know, and I, it, it, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, one of my goals is, since I've come here is, is you know, you got to remember when I was here in 9 and 10, we had Vincent Brown with DeMarco Sampson. You know, I want to get back to having that type of room and having two guys like that every year. And I think now coming into this season, we're blessed to have two guys like that in Jesse and Terrell that now will allow us to build that depth around them. You know, Jesse and Terrell can play a 60-minute game and, and, and not blink. And, and, and now that gives you a chance to afford to build around them. And, and a guy that had a great spring for us was T.J. Sullivan. And, and, you know, we we're looking for huge things around TJ. So I think we got three there that, that really can go play a whole game and, and are versatile and can move all around. And, and so, you know, and I think, you know, if I'm not mistaken or not, I, I saw some publications where Jesse was, a was, uh, you know, an all mountain West player, preseason, all mountain West player, you know, and that's, that, that should be who we are. I mean, you talk about those high expectations, my, my, my expectations coming in here was to build this, to where we have a quarterback and a wideout now in that talk, along with having a running back, a tight end, and an offensive lineman or two. And, and now now you're complete as an offense, and, and that's where we're headed. Uh, Breon Penny uh, was is one of those guys. He made some headlines with his three oh. touchdowns in the spring game. Uh, Coach Cooper told us that he's been helping, you know, Breon mature on and off the field so that he's ready when his opportunity knocks. Uh, he's listed behind Tyrell at the X as the backup. Well, you mentioned T.J. Sullivan is a starter at H. Where do you think he fits in, either potentially becoming a starter or like that main, that fourth guy that's on the field for the number of snaps? Well, I mean, you, 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 if if you look at us offensively, you know, I, I'm huge on personnel's and I'm huge on moving personnel, but I'm huge on having multiple personnel groups that not only get everybody involved but make defenses have to defend, right? And so, you know, you look at our two minute from, I think it was San Juan, our two minute was all 10 personnel with four wideouts on the field. You know, we were in a little bit more 10 personnel as we started to move at certain times throughout the course of games too, uh, where, you know, I think Brown fits into that 10 personnel mode where you have, you know, four wideouts on the field, um, you know, and, and now you start to, you know, with Braxton, I think we have the ability to build in, you know, and, and get into empty stuff and things like that, where you're talking about having Breon in and, and four wideouts and maybe, you know, Mark Redman as 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 a tight end where you go four wideouts and a tight end. And I'm not opposed to going five wideouts and empty. Again, if we have five, if 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 we have five where we can say, okay, hey, we got five to ten plays here in this game where we can build into this now. And now defenses have to defend that. They have to decide, you know, how are they going to do that because they still have to defend Braxton and Will in the quarterback run game. So there's a lot of options and opportunities to be able to build that. 
but you're only building it. And again, I think that's what we just talked about a little bit after the Sandhill game. You're only building that in if the personnel is ready to do that. And, and you know, I think that was my learning message coming out of Sandhill to myself was what what are, what are we ready to do? And then now if, if Breon keeps coming, he had a great spring. He's had a great summer so far. We need to continue to build him. Then, yeah, let's go. If we got a fifth, let's go. We'll find ways to get him on the field, build him into packages, and start to build that depth and 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 get them confidence. Again, how do you put our players in a position to be successful? Because when they get on the field, you want them to have success. Not on the practice field, but on the game field, because Saturdays are the only days that matter. And so you want them to start to have success that way. You know, somebody like Makai Shaw was somebody last season where when he got on the field, you know, we were building him into a position to have success. And then, you know, now, you know, we go through the injuries and we go through all that stuff, but Makai came in and, and started to have a great spring. And, you know, now it's just building him into that same type of role that we're building Breon in. So we're looking for big things from a lot of these young guys and in, in, in building them into having success. So I think, you know, talking about matching the personnel with, with the players that you have, Sullivan is, is a little bit different physically than the other players who have played the H. While he can obviously play inside or out, what does he bring to, to that position? Um, and, and, you know, tell us a little bit more about the, how he's really had a great spring and came on. Well, he brings a physicality to the inside part of it because of his size and his length, right? And that's, I, that's, what, you're, that's what you're talking about when you look at, you know, where we were a year ago with, with Buzz and with Ethan – as opposed to now having TJ in there and, and, and creating mismatches there. And, and Buzz and Ethan were able to create mismatches, you know, in the intermediate, the short game, especially really, really in the RPO game is, is where, you know, you could use their quickness and their speed. Well, now TJ, we can get matched up uh, a little bit more vertically down the field and have a little bit bigger of a target that, that allows Braxton and Will and our quarterbacks, you know, some room for error in terms of throwing those balls down the field. His versatility of being inside, outside, you know, I mean, I TJ had one catch last year. It, it probably was the most important catch in our season. Yeah. And that was the two-minute drive in Nevada where he put us in the field goal range and he broke a tackle, gained about an extra five, six, seven yards, which made it a chip shot for Matt. And, and you know, sometimes it's not the number of catches. It's it's the quality and, and the pressure of the situation that you have. And, and you looked at TJ at that point in time and you're like, okay. And then, then now coming through the spring, he did that same thing in the spring game. And we were fourth down. Kyle Crum was quarterback. We were fourth down. We were kind of moving and we hit him on that exact same route, one-on-one -on -one coverage for a huge fourth down conversion where we went down and scored. And so you look at TJ and he produces at moments where the pressure is at its highest. And now, you know, he's going to get the opportunity to do that uh, on a consistent level, you know, throughout the course of a game now for 60 minutes. And so, you know, those are all things that we're looking for. You know, we're looking for Breon to continue to build off that, looking for Makai to build off that, you're looking for TJ to build off that. Now you're talking about having five, you know, that, that add with Jesse and Terrell, you know, to make a, 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 the beginnings of, you know, a very nice core of wide receivers that can be dangerous. I'd like to add one more to that, potentially. We, you've already touched on it before. Jordan Bird, he does profile like Buzz. He does profile, yeah. um, you know, like Ethan. 
uh, d- does he have the ability to, to not be a running back, but to legitimately be that H receiver who can be in the RPO game, who can, you know, maybe catch a, catch a ball here or there on a route, et cetera. Yes. Yes. That's, I mean, that's, that's what I envision for him. And that's what I envision for all of our guys is to be multiple in that way. You know, that's the great thing about Jesse and Terrell is they can play anywhere on the field. TJ can play anywhere on the field, you know, and it can happen at a moment's notice. You know, that's what we did in the bowl game. If you look at what we did in the bowl game, Buzz ended up playing a lot of single wide receiver and Jesse and Terrell ended up moving all over the place between being in the slot and also being on the same side. And so, you know, that flexibility, that's what we're trying to get to and trying to build. And and now we have more pieces that are becoming more comfortable in those roles. They have to be comfortable in it. Our quarterback has to be comfortable with it. And then, you know, it's my job then to be able to design it, to be able to get them there. And so that's why, you know, we talk a lot about, you hear me say, just let them play. Just let me see them play. Just let us see them play. You know, until, until we go play, we don't know. And that's what practice is for. You know, sometimes you feel bad coming out of practice, like you didn't have a great practice. But when you go back and watch the film, you had a great practice because you're seeing those guys starting to get comfortable in those roles. And, and yeah, it's not consistent yet, but you're building towards that consistency and in, in being ready to play against Arizona and having the personnel right at Arizona. So when we get there now, we're able to hit on all cylinders and, 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 and be explosive. Okay, you brought it up. I, I want to see if I can use the terminology right. Why did Buzz move to the gift? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's okay. Okay, so. Was I close? You're close. All right. The gift is the backside of the RPO. Okay, but it, it can be it can be any. It, it depends on if the RPO, what side the RPO is on. The gift is opposite the RPO. Okay. So what we were doing, and and we actually, I mean, to be honest with you, this was all set up for Utah State. But then we lost all of our tight ends through the COVID deal, and we had no tight ends. So we had to adjust the entire game plan on on Wednesday, and we had to actually take everything we did in the bowl game came out, and we had to go to 10 and 20 personnel because we had no tight ends. If you remember, we were playing seven offensive linemen to just try and create something in that realm to not lose who we were at certain times. So everything then went back into the bowl game. It was all matchups. I mean, it's all matchups. It's all, it's all, how do we create matchups now to put guys in different positions that they have to defend? And and so, you know, we, we thought, okay, if we get Jesse Terrell lined up on the same side and we had Eli at the time, we had Kobe Smith coming back, if we can get those guys all on the same side, and if they want to push coverage and leave Buzz one-on-one on a corner, then we'll take that matchup. It was a good matchup for us. And 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 if they want to roll coverage to Buzz, then we're going to get, you know, essentially Jesse and Terrell uh, with light coverage to the two wide receiver sides. So, you know, those are all things that we're looking at and talking about as we come through the course of game planning. And so really during that time, everything we had practice and reps Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, of Utah State, we just put it back in for the bowl game and, and repped it for the bowl game because we'd already known it. In fact, the bowl game, the bowl game prep was actually probably for our players one of the simplest preps because we had already repped it. They already knew it, they already understood it. And it was just now getting the personnel back, getting our tight ends back healthy to be able to go run it. 
There you have it. That was part two of our conversation with Coach Heck, uh, centered around the wide receivers and the running backs in the room. Hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. And we will be back for part three uh, of our conversation with Coach Heck in our next episode, which will focus on the tight ends and the offensive line. Make sure to check that one out when it comes out very soon. You are listening to the SDSU Football Podcast, presented by the East Village Times with your hosts, Andre Hagverdian and Paul Garrison.